Welcome to the inspiring, the great, the uh, the promotional, the self-esteem building show of COVID and chill. The echoey show also. Also echoey. Yeah, I think we got to We got. There we go. Now the and now no longer echoey. No. <laughs> okay. Um, there's my co-host. Smitty. You gotta pop up. Where are you? What? Should I really do this? That's great. Okay, and then my other co-host, Alex. It's Alex. Back at it again. That's great. Back at it again. With another video. Okay. So, um, first of all, uh, yeah, so we have our guest today we're going to bring on for the news in about, like, three minutes or so, because we're going to do a quick TV, sh- a quick music and TV update. No, that's not fun. Uh, the, the, the one-time stuff actually, wow. Yeah, we're always waiting? shrinking. Oh, I'm sorry. We're always shrinking the music because the music is, like, the music and TV stuff because it's always, we always go overtime on it, so we... And we always go under time on it, so we just shrunk it, and mm. it keeps shrinking, and soon it will die. Wait, what? Sad, sad, sad. If it dies, I'm leaving the pod. Okay. Oh. <laughs> All right, so what's the... So, Star, what have you been listening to? What music? Well, Johnny Manchild and the Poor Bastards. Probably my favorite band... Shut up! Probably my favorite band of all time. <laughs> has just released their song that... they've They've had a version of it... That was just piano and vocals that's been on the YouTube channel since 2014. But they just released a full band version on Spotify. Finally, and it's so good. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. It's really good. Cool. And uh, yeah, Alex, what have you been listening to? What have I been listening to? Um, I have. Do you know? Um, there's this band called Dayglow, and it gives really good summery vibes and positive vibes, and I've been just kind of vibing to that. So, that's great, epic. Also, um, yeah, I didn't listen to any new music. In fact, I was uh. told to listen to music, and then I forgot. Wait, who? <laughs> I forget what it was, but I was told to listen to something, and then I forgot about it, unfortunately. <laughs> so, that was a little mistake on my part, but whatever. It's okay. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then also, uh, what was that? Oh, yeah. I um, I didn't talk about this, but a couple of weeks ago, I saw Via's Ford Vendetta, the movie, which was a great movie. Where did you see it? In the totally open theaters or not Netflix. why would you see it in <laughs> daniel sneaks yes, in into the theater open. yeah i saw it in the open theaters of the world <laughs> no but i saw it on netflix it was good it's a great movie and kind of um it's basically about this uh this government that's all um messed up and sad kind of 
it's a little bit it's a little scary because it's a tiny bit too real like a little like today's government but if today's government was a lot worse it's like that and then there's this terrorist named vendetta and named v not vendetta named v whose plan is to do acts of terror to take down the government and inspire like hope in the people so it's kind of it's a really crazy show movie it gets insane it's a great movie though oh okay so now um i think that is about our tv show update do you have any our, any cool our one or minute TV shows you have watched to me or to him well to, this is an open question this is an okay. open question yeah uh, movie or tv i mean as, as you know i don't watch tv or movies yeah Great. So now um, it's time to bring on our guest because our guest is epic and decided to do also do the news. It is um, Natalie. Woo. Flots. There's Natalie. Hi. How yeah. are you? We are good. How are, how are you? I'm doing I'm great. Okay. All right. Ready to get the news started, Alex and Star? I'm always ready. Always ready, always prepared. All right, let's start with some Corona stuff because this news is gonna get real depressing real fast. So first Corona. Um, so yeah, so while Trump declares victory over the COVID-19 virus, it, it's going up in states like Florida and in other states with lower restrictions. In addition, there is, uh, it, yeah, there's the infection rate for Florida. It, you can see there's a huge spike around it when they start reopening. And now they have it proposed to make it mandatory to wear masks in order to prevent the outbreak of Corona. Here's a response from the citizens at that town hall meeting. Mandate somebody to wear a mask, knowing that that yeah, mask the, is killing yeah, people. Yeah, so this is it literally scary. is killing people. And my the people, we the people, are waking up, and we know what citizens arrest is because citizens arrests are already happening. Okay, and every single one of you that are obeying the devil's laws are going to be arrested, and you. Doctor are going to be arrested for crimes against humanity. The problem with humanity today is ignorance, arrogance, and apathy. Keep taking the road of least resistance. Keep listening to the TV brainwashing you from birth. And they want to throw God's wonderful breathing system out the door. You're all turning your backs on it. Doctor, I really have many question marks about your degrees and what you really know. I'm sorry, ma'am, but I don't think that you are worthy of your credentials. And I would ask suggestively that you go back to school and get educated. Oh, wow. So, she really I mean, I don't... Uh, no, why is it echoing again? Uh, that's all right. Just when we show videos, it gets echoey for a sec, but then it goes away. Yeah, what were you saying? Well, I don't usually say stuff like... Uh, and, you know, um, you know, that was just, that was very, very, very privileged talk, you know? Yeah. I like, felt some brain cells dying. That was very, I have, like, 
I hold myself at like a high. That's very arrogant talk, I feel. Like, they use, like, God's good breathing system. You're throwing it away. Ugh. Well, I'm not, like, breathing out of my butt because I have to wear a mask. I'm still breathing out of this breathing system. It's not like a mask is going to change that. I'm not not going against the very ways of humanity because I... Yeah, it's also kind of sad. Like, mm-hmm. you would think that at least we could be a little bit together on all wearing masks, but even that, people are like, no, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, what do you think of the clips? Um, that's just open to Alex and or Natalie. Um, wait, can I go first? Yeah, you can go first. Go ahead. Um, so I agree with uh, Star said, and um, because she sounded really, um, I think she's um, what he said, like too arrogant, and then um. And I think he nailed the uh, like the word like privilege because um, um, yeah. So her speech was like very privileged. So what uh, Star said. So Alex, what do you think? Yeah, what do you think? All my points were already said, so just ditto. Cool. All right, we're gonna kind of go through these next ones pretty fast because we don't have. Yeah, we have a lot of clips to get through, lots of news. So uh-huh. we're almost going almost to wrap through these. Okay, so yeah, so just days ago, um, Trump's the campaign communicator argued that Florida was doing it better than New York. Now, uh, that's not true. That's really, yeah, that's completely false because New York has gone from worse to now almost the best in the country. And Who is the best in the country? That. Um, I don't know who's the best. Well, actually, Montana is the best. They haven't gone. Actually, that I said that wrong. They weren't the best. They're not the best now, but they've they've definitely had the most improvement. You can see this chart over here. Yeah, take a listen. Take a listen. Campaign communications director Tim Murtaugh, who is Maybe. joining me now. I don't know, but the point is you that this oh, a, there we a go. Breakthrough, Tim in the age of coronavirus that the rally actually proves it's okay to get together in large groups. I wonder how you can say that responsibly when you have advanced staff that has tested positive for coronavirus and we are here just a couple days from the rally when you know full well that you will not know if people contracted coronavirus for several days to up to two weeks after this event. How do you say that responsibly that this is an example of why people can go out in groups like we saw in this arena where people were not even practicing the precautions that the president's task force wants them to practice. Uh, those members of our advanced staff, the, the, we found those positive cases because we were doing our due diligence and, and protecting folks by conducting testing. And, and that's why we released the information to be uh, fully open about that. Um, Did you and test the, the attendees? Oklahoma, Oklahoma, everyone got a temperature check. It was handed a mask to wear if they wanted. But you did and not test the, them. And they did not wear masks. Well, the, we they were provided masks upon entry, and everyone had a temperature check. And if they showed a temperature, they were pulled aside and allowed to sit and try to cool off. For but a you know, while. people have you know, test. Tim, people have coronavirus without having a temperature, so th- you did not test them. 
right? The reason why we selected Oklahoma in the first place is because it is just about the most open state in the country. They're well into phase three of uh, Despite reopening. Despite a spike in cases centered in Tulsa where you had Oklahoma the, the event. Listen, I know everyone wanted to, let's go back a little bit in time, everyone wanted to praise Governor Cuomo in New York and the media had a, a just a really lovely love affair with Mario, with, uh, I'm sorry, Governor Cuomo, slip of the tongue there. Uh, and everyone then wanted to really criticize Governor DeSantis in Florida, who history now shows did a much better job of handling the coronavirus Tim, situation. Tim, have you seen the numbers from Florida? Have you seen the yeah, numbers for Florida? I, They're spiking right now. Why don't we why don't we compare them to what's going on in New York and what has happened in, in New York and which governor ordered nursing homes and, and elderly care centers to take COVID positive Tim, I patients. think you should look at the numbers. If you really want to compare the Florida numbers right now to New York, I think, I mean, I think I'm not going to talk anymore about it with you because I think you should just go study the numbers. All right. So, uh, yeah, so basically that was kind of a little... Yeah, so that was, um, I can't have said that wrong. That, that clip kind of corresponded with what I was saying. But then mostly, um, that was about our next bit, which is that now the coronavirus cases are going up in Tulsa, Oklahoma after the rally. And uh, yeah, and Tulsa is at the top of the list of number for the number of cases there. Like they're at the top of how they've been in almost like the whole, yeah almost the whole coronavirus, they have the most they've ever had. And yeah, so, and now New York is doing a lot better. So have you heard anything about like uh, how it, New York is doing versus the other states? Okay. Well, yeah, so I actually did talk to some friends who went to, who were from New York a little earlier today. Um, well, not early, a little, um, yesterday I talked to some friends who are from New York and it, they were telling me that um, actually the cases in New, that New York is now starting to reopen a lot. And they used to have, uh, as a chart showed before, they used to have something like um, they got almost up to a thousand deaths a day, and now they're down to less than a hundred, I think, maybe a tiny bit more than a hundred. But they've done a lot of improvement and worked very hard for it. Yeah, they, yeah, they're down to like twenty deaths a day, very, very low. So then, uh, yeah, so new cases um, are happening in Tulsa, Oklahoma, after the rally, as I said, and. Um, it, after it was held in Phoenix, and then Trump held another rally in Phoenix, Arizona, at a mega church there, mostly for college students, promoting safety after they installed a new air purifier that he said would kill the virus and keep people safe. Many doctors call it BS. So here's a clip of that. Uh, yeah, of course, Arizona just hit their all time high on coronavirus just four days ago, even though. There are these new air purifiers or something. <laughs> so, uh, and then also the current, yeah, the current death projections are, um, are put up at um, 179,000 by October, 
with no changes if like we keep going how we're going right now and then and if 95% of people wore masks it it would save about 33,000 lives um and yeah 33,000 lives it um by October so the moral of the story is wear your mask please do it and don't feel scared to cover god's air hole <laughs> Star, are you going to be afraid to cover God's air hole? Or are you going to wear a mask? I'm going to cover all of God's holes. <laughs> okay. I, 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 yeah, I, um, I'm glad not a lot of people watch this, watch this I'm, live. I'm scared, okay. to wear, I'm scared to wear a mask. Like, if we're going to have to wear a mask in school, like, I have, like, I get really hot easily. Mm-hmm. Part of my like uh, the medication I take makes me uh, like because I have a sweating problem, so it makes me like really like dry and like hot and stuff like that. And I can barely breathe with the mask mask on. And like I have a lot of friends with asthma. Like I don't know how that's gonna work. I don't know how is PE gonna work. How are we gonna eat? You know, like I'm. How am I supposed to learn French while I can't breathe? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I, I This is slightly off topic, but, well, this is slightly off the train we were going on in the news, but um, they did actually release plans for how it was going to reopen. And um, basically, there's going to be yeah, mandatory masks for everyone who can wear them. So I think people with asthma are probably not going to be required to wear them. And they're just going to rely on everyone else wearing masks to keep those people safe. And there's going to be, like, a lot of restrictions. But they said that they may try to open it up. All right. And then, uh, yeah, any more thoughts about that? Yeah. And also, apparently, you could stay home if you need to. Do we? Do you all think that school will open up in... Uh, September. Um, I think um, the school would will open, but um, I think everything's gonna mess up. Like everything's gonna mess up. Yeah. Yeah. I think school will be open, but attendance will be low. Oh yes, that's true. Since um, since uh, Daniel said uh, you can stay home if needed, so. Yeah, there may be a lot of paranoid people who just won't, who will just choose to not attend. Mm. And then, uh, yeah, so, um, where is it? Where were we in this? We were somewhere in this. Okay. Oh, yeah. And then, um, yeah, so the CDC says coronavirus cases may be 10 times higher than, uh, yeah, then required and then reported because of um, yeah because of a lot of antibody testing and stuff like that, um, which would bring the cases from two point five million to twenty five million uh, who have the coronavirus. Trump hasn't talked to the coronavirus task force for over two weeks and is also now breaking the White House's own guidelines, such as wearing a face mask covering, which he hasn't done for a while. And even after he said he'll wear a face mask, 
um, in front of the media, he still hasn't worn a face mask. Now, late Saturday night, uh, Trump used a racial slur to describe the virus. Here's the clip. You saw it outside. You just saw it outside. You saw these thugs that came along. These people call them protesters. They want to demolish our heritage. They want to defund and dissolve our police departments. It's one o'clock in the morning and a very tough, you know, I've used the word on occasion, hombre. A very tough hombre is breaking into the window of a young woman whose husband is away. You want to save that beautiful heritage of ours. We have a great heritage. By the way, it's a disease without question. Has more names than any disease in history. I can name Kung Flu. I can name 19 different versions of names. That's obviously pretty terrible. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, he's been doing it for a while. Well, he's been doing it for a while. Now he's starting to say a lot of these terrible things again just because he's hosting rallies. And when he's around all the people who support him, you know, Trump says a lot of crazy things. So he started to do it a lot more because of these rallies. And, you know, before he was calling it um, the Chinese virus. Uh, at the start of the whole thing. And now, yeah, so now he most recently called it Kung Flu. What do you guys think of it? Do you have any thoughts on the matter? Uh, can I uh, le- uh, say, oh, yeah, go ahead. So um, since the uh, COVID-19 um, started and then when Trump says like the Chinese uh, virus, and then recently he said like the Kung Flu, um, to be honest, um, as a, a Chinese American, um, I feel a little bit offended, um, obviously. But um, he he started just like um, um, blaming like all on Chinese Americans, and then because we like quote unquote started it, and then. Um, and then he still like uh, kept assuming like um, Chinese Americans and um, Chinese born are like, the source of the COVID nineteen. So and like that doesn't even make sense because yeah. if it's happening in a country across the sea, that doesn't mean anyone with similar like heritage or something would yeah. instantly get the virus like. It makes more sense. Yeah, that, his like, basis travelers. Yeah. His basis. His basis is on like, it is very wrong. Yeah. Yeah, it's very prejudiced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very stupid and prejudiced. So then, uh, during yeah, so then during the rally in Oklahoma, Tulsa, uh, and Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, Trump also joked about, um, quote unquote, joked about slowing down the testing in the U.S. Saying, uh, yeah, so on Tuesday, he tweeted, um, quote unquote, uh, cases are going up in the U.S. because we are doing far more testing than any other country and ever expanding. With uh, smaller testing, we would show fewer cases, which is kind of duh. 
Like that's just like kind of dumb and not shows that he basically doesn't really understand anything about how they calculate the number of cases. And uh, yeah, and then, so yeah, what do you think about that tweet? Have you heard, yeah, have you heard anything about that tweet that he made uh, last week about it? I don't know. If you slow down the testing, then the cases will go down. Uh, I haven't heard anything about that tweet, actually. Um, Could you, um, wait, can you say what's it, uh, what's it say in the tweet? Oh yeah. So um, when you yeah, test so he a, said when basically, you do testing oh, there to we go. Extent, yeah. you're gonna find more people, there you're gonna is. find more cases. So I said to my people, slow the testing down, please. Is that true? He's asked for the testing to be slowed down? No, it's not. And as a matter of fact, the United States leads the world in testing. We've tested as a nation more than twenty-five million Americans and about a half million. So why million is he saying that then? Now. He's, it was clearly, I, I understand that there's not much of a sense of humor at CNN Center, but the president was joking. He said that on Saturday. Yesterday, his spokesperson said, look, he was only joking, of course. It was a comment that he made in jest. It's a comment that he made in passing, uh, specifically with regard to the media coverage and pointing out the fact that the media never acknowledges that we have more cases because when you test more people, you find more cases. Is it appropriate to joke about coronavirus when 120,000 people have died? Uh, he was not joking about coronavirus. Well, I mean, Tim, 120,000 Americans dead and millions of Americans unemployed. I'll tell, I do not think that is funny. Do you think that is funny? He was trying to illustrate the point that when you expand testing in the manner that the you United said it's States a joke. has, in fact, in leading the world, you, off, you can often use uh, ironic humor. Is it to funny, try to Tim? He was Is it trying dead to Americans, unemployed Americans? Not, Is that funny to you? You can ask and re-ask the question a hundred different ways. The point that the president and you won't was answer making, it, and there's a reason I, why. I am answering it. You, the president was illustrating the point that American testing has expanded to such lengths that we are now detecting more positive cases. It stands to reason. It stands to reason we will have more positive cases when you do more testing. That's just a fact. You are aware that the hospitalization numbers disprove what you are saying, that testing does not solely account for the numbers that we are seeing, including in Florida, a state that you just held up as a model, which it certainly is not. It is not funny that Americans are dying. It's not funny that they're unemployed. Tim Murtaugh, thank you for coming on. Ms. McEnany is now learning, like all spokespeople for this president, that when you go out on a limb for DJT, he'll cut the limb off behind you. Does it every time. Shortly after McEnany said that, the president suggested that no, he wasn't joking, speaking to a local reporter, and he made it completely clear to a CBS News correspondent today. Mr. President, at that rally when you said you asked your people to slow down testing, were you just kidding or do you have a plan to slow down testing? I don't kid. Let me just tell you, let me make it clear. We have got the greatest testing program anywhere in the world. We test better than anybody in the world. Our tests are the best in the world and we have the most of them. We have so much testing. I don't think you need that kind of testing and that much testing. We've done more testing than every other country.
combined. So in a way, by doing all of this testing, we make ourselves look bad. I have always said testing is somewhat overrated. Something can happen between a test where it's good and then something happens and all of a sudden. This is why the whole concept of tests aren't necessarily great. There's the tweet over there. Yeah, so he said, yeah, with the, so this is, has been a theme through the last couple of weeks with all of his, uh, with his tweets and his statements that he said, if we stop testing, then we would show fewer cases. So, um, yeah, so obviously, other than this just being plain wrong, it's just kind of scary and stupid and he said that he's joking then also obviously it's not something to joke about and he also said before that um it, it he's tweeted before stuff like i'm always serious i'm like whenever i talk about this i take it very seriously so it's a lot of hypocrisy and yeah a lot of backwards uh, on this and then yeah so then if we're so let's go back just a tiny bit because I accidentally, um, yeah, accidentally read a little too fast and missed something that was very important. At his, yeah, at his rally in um, Arizona, he once again used um, a racial slur to talk about the, um, it, yeah, to talk about do, claiming to wipe out the virus in the house of God. Yeah, he said that this amplifier. This amplifier is claimed to wipe out the virus in the house of God. And here's the clip for it. Did anybody see my speech the other night on Saturday night? So, what I said the other night, there's never been anything where they have so many names. I could give you 19 or 20 names for that, right? It's got all different names. Wuhan. Wuhan was catching on. Coronavirus, right? Kung flu, yeah. Kung flu. Kung flu. COVID, COVID-19, COVID. I say, what's the 19? COVID-19, some people can't explain what the 19. Give me the COVID-19. I said, that's an odd name. I could give you many, many names. Some people call it the Chinese flu, the China flu, right? They call it the China, as opposed to China, the China. I've never seen anything like it, but here's the story. We are going to be stronger than ever before, and it's going to be soon. So, yeah, so that was, again, uh, yeah, so actually, well, that reiterates the point before that he's pretty racially insensitive about all of this and not just racially insensitive but just completely racist about all of this and not even really based in fact in fact he um well he always claims he's joking when he makes these kinds of remarks but they're clearly not something to joke about and even if he was it's not something that a president should ever joke about which is just beyond stupid yeah and you have any other thoughts about that you can't. You did say a lot about the one before, but do you have any other thoughts about these other clips, Natalie or Alex or Star? Um. So, 
what you said that's not currently like president should not do even though like whenever he tweets about something that's also that he should never do as a president as well and then um spend it's just like he's just complaining like all his rage through twitter and then sometimes it's kind of like an immature thing to do so that's why i feel um, upon this so. And then, um, yeah, so now, based on all of this rise, the European Union has, dis- um, has decided that it's unlikely that they will be allowing U.S. travelers to um, travel to Europe this summer. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty clear why, based on all these graphs we've looked at. The U.S. is the green line over here. So you can see the European Union went down um, below 5,000 recently, and the U.S. has gone down a little bit and now they're going back up because of uh, our reopening so um yeah so but basically if you had any summer plans in europe you now cannot also you should have been traveling in summer anyway but (laughs) so yeah that hopefully the travel ban on europe will it it has the Hopefully the cases will line up a little bit throughout next year and then the travel ban will also go away. But this also just shows more examples of other countries not really liking us a lot due to a lot of these, uh, due to a lot of the coronavirus cases. And also I, I wouldn't be surprised if this was also partially motivated by other things that have been happening in the US, even though the main reason is coronavirus. Do you have any thoughts about the closing? Yeah, Alex or um, Schmitty or Natalie, any thoughts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, so now on to some more general news. Uh, Biden now leads in a recent poll, Biden now leads Trump by 14 points in the in national polls. It's kind of gone up and down recently. This was about, this was roughly a week ago. It's gone up and down. It went a little bit down, um, I think yesterday actually, it went a little bit down. But then in general, it's been staying pretty high. And it's a possibility that um, come November, it could be a big blowout, which would be which would restore some of my faith in the U.S., just a little. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then also, as Biden continues to search for a vice president, he, it, um, Klobuchar ruled herself out. Biden hasn't explicitly said that he's not going to choose her, but she's ruled herself out, saying that, um, it, it, she, that Biden should pick a black woman to be his VP. And Kamala Harris is now the most likely by far not not by far but Kamala Harris is the most likely because she has the most experience and is also a black woman like it yeah and we already know that Biden is picking a woman but yeah and now that he's been inclined to pick a person of color it's likely he's gonna pick Kamala Harris do you have any thoughts on the on Biden's VP Anyone? All right. 
then continuing on. Oh, this is a kind of fun one. Well, so now um, many teens and young adults about a week ago for the Tulsa rally. So if you remember, Trump said that we had over a million uh, reservations. And we now found out about a week ago that many teens and adults registered without going because they it spread throughout TikTok and throughout K-pop fandom, which I've always despised. But now I guess, thank you, K-pop. <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, yeah, here's a clip on it. This all started it. with a video on TikTok created by Mary Jo Lapp, who's being effectively called a TikTok grandma. So she made a video more than a week ago urging viewers to go to Trump's site, sign up to attend the rally, but pointedly not show up at the rally. Her video was viewed tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of times, and then her video led to others, you had younger TikTok users going on posting similar videos. Uh, K-pop fans were on there as well, trying to sabotage Trump's rally. And look, it, it, it did seem to work to some degree. We don't know exactly how well, but Trump's campaign manager, Brad Parscale, was out there talking about how many people were signing up. You know, Trump was bragging that there were a million people RSVP, and they were gathering all this data about people they can use for the campaign. But apparently it was a bunch of kids Kids, a bunch of teenagers signing up as a protest. So, Mary Jo, what happened? Um, I had educated myself on Black Wall Street and understood better why Black content creators on various social platforms were really upset and frustrated with the original plan of Juneteenth for the rally in Tulsa. Yeah. And I posted a, a video late Thursday night, the 11th, that was just sort of meant to be a frustrated rant I had a thousand followers on TikTok at that point. Most of my videos were seen a couple hundred times, maybe. And then this went viral on multiple platforms. Yes, yeah, so by seven o'clock the next morning, it had been seen hundreds of times and shared hundreds of times. And then the K-pop stands jumped on from Twitter. And when they get involved, you know it's getting serious. And and I don't think it was just an issue of pranking him. I think yeah, true. You, you've got a lot of kids in, 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 in the younger generation, 20-year-olds and teens, who are very aware they're much more aware and much more self-educated when it comes to things like black culture so they yes they're treating it now like it was a prank but a lot of the messages i got from parents and from their kids were i never knew this much about black wall street this is so sad and so they're excited about the impact that, that, that they had but i also think it's they're becoming much more aware of those marginalized communities and they're learning to speak out for them right so really a form of protest and what we've seen is a protest. And we don't know how much of an impact it had, but it clearly had some impact in Tulsa. And kids who aren't even old enough to vote in this upcoming election feel that they have had a voice and a chance to say, we don't approve of some of the things that are happening in our country. And this no-show protest was a way of making our voices heard. So thank you to all of the K-pop fans. They have served our country well. Thank you. <laughs> In fact, I have this. I have a friend who uh, who was on this ep this uh, podcast a little bit ago, and she was a huge K-pop fan. So uh, she's a huge BTS fan. So thank you to fans like her. <laughs> what do you think about this thing? Uh, yeah, Alex, do you have any thoughts about K-pop or Natalie? Um, I'm. I don't know much about K-pop, and I. Like I'm, I'm personally not like a fan, like a big fan of it. But I think that, like I don't know, like all of the K-pop like fans and like people like 
like they're one of the most chill like stands I've ever met. Like they're just like they're like pretty nice. Like only other people that I met that are like really nice about is like One Direction fans. But everyone else is sometimes a little crazy about everything. It's just kind of like whack. Yeah. So then, uh, yeah, Schmitty, do you have it? Do you have any newfound respect for these K-pop legends? You're still muted. If you have any respect to give. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely respect what they're doing, what they did. Yeah, to to just make that stadium so so barren and empty. Very good, very good. <laughs> yeah, Natalie, I see you're laughing. What do you think? <laughs> um. Yeah, I've seen so many like posts about it that like most I think like most of my uh, online friends who also like are K-pop stands, um, they did uh, participate in this um, like Trump like ticketing and everything like that. And then uh, to me, I think it's really crazy, but yet really like um, really impactful because like um, because. I seen like uh, many K-pop stands on Twitter, and then they did uh, like most of the work, and then and, like it's just really amazing that um, as a person who um, appreciate who appreciates a uh, uh, Korean culture and also K-pop music as well. So um, I think it's really uh, significant and impactful. So and I'm really uh, uh, glad. Yeah. So now, um, so then we did talk about this a little bit, but uh, yeah. So Trump had a little bit of a redo of his Tulsa rally in Arizona, to actually um, an almost packed audience. So he had, I don't know if it was completely full, but it was a pretty significant audience, and uh, he said some pretty crazy things as he always does. You saw the um, clip from before. Yeah. So. Yeah, so CNN even made a list of his most shocking um, lines from the speech. We don't, yeah, we basically saw most of them with the clips before that covered most of it. So then, uh, in addition to this, Seattle's um, Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone is now shutting down after a um, shooting took place over the weekend. I think it was over the weekend or in this past week, there was a shooting that took place where um, one 17 year old and 19 year old were both shot. One of them died and police. And if you don't know, the Seattle Autonomous Zone was a zone set up by Seattle's um, mayor in order. I think by the I think it was set up by the mayor. Yeah, by the mayor in order to give the protesters a space to protest that was free of police and law enforcement. And so someone was shot there and now they are planning to shut it down. And the sad thing about, well, and then what happened there was when the person was shot, there was uh, police tried to get to them, but they couldn't get through because there were too many crowds. And yeah, so then that brings up the question, do you think this was a good idea in the first place to have an autonomous zone like this for protesters to protest? What do you think? Alex or anyone, or Schmitty, 
Any thoughts about it? Oh, yeah, Alex just ran away. Hi, Alex. <laughs> no, Alex is back. Hi, Alex. All right, yeah, Alex, do you have any thoughts about the um, autonomous zone and what happened there? No, okay. And then, uh, yeah, so then also a more tragic thing that happened was over this last weekend, Chicago, over Father's Day weekend, suffered a bunch of uh, deadly shootings. There were um, 106 people shot, 14 fatally, in many places around Chicago. It included um, uh, a lot of children uh, were shot and a few were killed. It, this wasn't all in one event, but this was in many um, places around Chicago over the weekend. Um, and then this has now become a new place of controversy of if it because Colorado has, I mean, Chicago, not Colorado, because Chicago has um, strict gun laws, this has become a new place of controversy if strict gun laws really help this kind of thing. Some people have said that this is just, um, some people have taken the stance that because Chicago has so many impoverished communities, um, it doesn't really have to do with the gun laws being strict. It's that there are so many people living in poverty that we need better education systems there and to help people get out of poverty and some have said that um that all of these gun laws are bad because it's kept guns um, it's the classic argument that's been made many times like it's been keeping guns out of the hands of people who would use them for good and because of that um yeah and because of that it's been um yeah this is like not a I mean, the gun laws aren't affected because of this. Do you have any thoughts about it, Natalie or Schmitty or Alex? Uh, yeah, Natalie, do you think anything about Oh, yeah, nothing to say. Okay, Alex, do you have anything to say about it? Okay. All right, We're all, we are going a little long on this. So um, then also, Karen Takeover, the Karen Takeover. If you don't know Karen, it's basically um, a name for white suburban moms who are, um, yeah. And Karens have been going viral, but they are dangerous. Dun, dun, dun. Well, actually, no, it's pretty sad. But uh, here is a clip of that. That her driver almost hit my kids, and she thinks she needs to take a video of it. I'm being threatened by a man in the ramble. Please send the cops immediately. You want to call the police on him for having a barbecue on a in Sunday a at the lake. Yes. I just All of these women have been identified as Karens by the internet. The term has burst into the scene as racial tensions reach a boiling point in the U.S. The phrase may be new, but Karen-like behavior has been a constant in this country's history. None of these women are actually named Karen, but to many people, they embody a certain persona in American society. A white person who uses their status and power to threaten or humiliate people of color. Actress and comedian Amanda Seals has been outspoken about who exactly Karen is. Here's how she defined the term. 
Karen is a white woman whose oblivion of their privilege causes them to act in a way that is oppressive and oftentimes insane. She is crazy. You're crazy. See? See? Some might think that Karen is just a loud white woman asking for the manager, you know, disrupting your customer service experience. But I'm here to tell you, Karen goes a lot deeper. You need to leave. You're not a part of this. You need to leave. You're not a part of this. No. A Karen is a white woman who is a descendant of those who came before her, who could scream and get a black man killed, who could point and get a black woman murdered. So, uh, yeah, so I, I've seen clips around of this. Uh, I saw them circulating around Instagram a lot of these Karens, like, uh, Have you seen the clips circling around? Have you? Yeah. It, do you have any thoughts on it? Or oh, I think our stream just went whack for a sec. Oh no, it's back. That's okay. It's back. Uh, yeah. Do you have any thoughts on it, uh, Natalie or Alex or Schmitty? All right. I'm still muted. Um. Oh yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, that um, people who are oblivious of their privilege and people who are, like, neutral or, like, avoid politics, that's also privilege. And need, we need to be reminded, like, the people who are like, oh, it's just, like, it's the way it's always been, that's, that's also privilege. And, like... Yeah. Yeah. You have to stay aware. Yeah. Yeah. Being apolitical isn't an option. Yeah. It's yeah, for it's I agree. being subtly against progressive. Yeah, people who say they're apolitical. Um that's well that's um it's okay to be apolitical. That can sometimes be a stance that uh can be taken by people to like almost avoid harder problems. I think my video isn't really working on the stream. Yeah, but that's not really an option for people yeah, who don't that's have that's an option for privilege. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. The apolitical stance is a, is inherently privileged. So it is a political stance. It's just not. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's a stance that only people who are privileged can really take. Yeah. Oh, my video's gotta be fixed up, but that's okay. It'll probably come back on soon. So now, on to the good news. Woo! Happiness. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so now, uh, um, oh, our director said this was good news. I don't, well, yeah, depends on if you like Apple. So new, um, watchOS 7 from Apple that lets you automatically detect when it now automatically detects when you're washing your hands and tells you how long to wash your hands for. It's kind of a little creepy, but kind of cool. In watchOS 7, Apple Watch is the first watch to deliver automatic detection 
when you start washing your hands and sensing of how long you actually wash. Our approach here is using machine learning models to determine motion which appears to be hand washing and then use audio to confirm the sound of running water or squishing soap on your hands. During this, you'll get a little coaching to do a good job. You'll see a countdown along with haptics and sounds to make sure you wash as long as you're supposed to. If you pause early, there's a polite note to keep washing. And when you're done, you'll see, hear, and feel it. Oh, look at that. I'm back. But now it's small. But I'm almost, I'll be bigger soon. Okay, now, now I'm big and back. Okay, yeah, so that's cool. Washing hands. Woo, doing good. Yeah, always wash your hands. Don't forget, kids, wash your hands. <laughs> and then uh, Pride Month ends next week. That's not the good news. It's not the good news that's ending. The good news is that Pride Month. Have you, uh, yeah, um, yeah, what do you all, th have you all had um, any, like, interesting experiences during Pride Month or anything that, um, like, yeah, anything you've seen around about Pride Month? I mean, not as much as last year or the year before yeah. that. Yeah, unfortunately, because of all the corona stuff. It, the march obviously was canceled though uh yeah another and also this month has been a lot more dramatic with the other things happening in the world but you can't forget who's all surprised so now um oh and now this is just some general fun and good news um a connecticut guilford um yeah a connecticut guilford policeman uh rescued someone Oh no, someone who fell in, oh yeah, someone who fell in while crabbing. Um, someone fell into a pipe while he was crabbing and he was rescued. It's kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> I think Ian has a clip of it. There we go. Look at that. Fell into a pipe while crabbing and he was rescued. And this <laughs> guy with the, <laughs> this Connecticut policeman. <laughs> Isn't that insane? a little jittery in our view but it's either on the shape so yeah so he look at that insane rescue close call almost that would have been a really sad death died while crabbing i would not want to have that on my grave on my gravestone daniel we're hedgy died while crabbing you know pipe yeah star what would you, and well, Shmei, what would you think is the saddest way to die? Is, uh, is it? Hmm. I don't know. All right. Maybe listen to, maybe listening to Johnny Manchild and the Poor Bastards. Hey, shut up. I'm, that's it, Daniel. I'm blocking you on Discord. All right. <laughs> and then... And, uh, and other social medias. That's great. All right. So then next, uh, the honeybee population 
And um, yeah, the honeybee population in Europe has bounced back after um, a pretty bad winter. Yeah, after a very brutal winter, the honeybee population is now back up. So that's good. Honeybees are good, even though I hate bees. They're good for the environment. I hate them in real life. Natalie, what are your thoughts on bees? I just really hate any insect, but um, unless they're uh, bumblebees, bumblebees are cool, but like any bees or wasp, uh, I just want them to get away from me. There's only <laughs> only three insects I can accept: um, butterflies, inchworms, or um, bumblebees. Bumblebees are really cute; like they have a, like a really soft like. <laughs> So, yeah. They're just milf. Yeah. Bumblebees are, they're all right. They're a little cute. I kind of hate them, though. They're, even though I know bumblebees don't sting, they still give me anxiety and they fly near me. <laughs> then, uh, yeah, so they're, oh, and then also, um, it, the, uh, and some more good news, the dad gang as they self-proclaim, is um, yeah, celebrating Black fatherhood and breaking stereotypes in New York and D.C. Basically, um, if you don't know, there's a lot of stereotypes around fatherhood in Black communities being, well, very bad. Like, there are a lot of single, um, there are a lot of, like, single-parent families, like, no, um, no father or very bad fathers. And this uh, group of people is, are trying to break this stereotype by... Um, it being like by working hard to be good examples for their children and uh, being, yeah, and trying to break all these negative stereotypes around uh, this, yeah, around the black community and fatherhood. And now, uh, my favorite piece of good news because I like statistics. I don't know if you like statistics, but I like statistics. Um, people. It, there's a new study that people try to good, do good by each other no matter the motivation, which is a really vague study. But uh, here's some more statistics. I, basically, uh, people have been found, based on this study, people have been found to, um, it, often the majority of people choose to go out of their way to do good things for each other, um, such as like paying for the next person in line, um, like when you get coffee or like, uh, yeah, or ran, or even wearing a mask now. Uh, it has been something that doesn't really, if that can slightly negatively affect you, but also it helps promote, um, like it helps promote safety and helps other people. So that's pretty nice, a nice thing. And now on to the part that should have happened before because we took a while and that but we're doing it now the interview woo excited natalie exciting okay exciting time mm. so dance yeah <laughs> so uh we heard, yeah, so you self-taught yourself dance for the past three years, right? Yes. 
I self-taught myself how to dance for three years, full of effort and blood, sweat, and tears mm -hmm. to get where I am right now. So without dance, I wouldn't be here in this interview, actually. I just, so um, about dance, um, it actually like changed me physically and mentally throughout these past three years. And then I think it gave me like um, also a lesson and also courage to become like, myself like mm -hmm. because I finally learned that I can like express myself through like moves and then like can also like pull um de-stress a little bit actually and then um it can actually make you happier really so yeah uh -huh. um any questions about um my journey uh, well, what kind of dance do you do? Um, uh, my dance, so I started, um, I'll say a hip hop for now, but, um, during the beginning, um, I was very influenced by Korean culture, like K-pop and everything like that. And then, um, and as like K-pop dancing, like it also, um, um, taught me like many dance genres and then um, can also like, I'm more comfortable in hip hop because that's how I am like very sharp. And then um, more like, it requires a lot of powerful. So being, being more powerful. Yeah. And then, then um, yes. Oh yeah, continue. Oh no, oh, continue. Hold on, no, continue. I think um, uh, um, continue with you, it was about to say. Right. Well, I was going to say, um, also, we were told that you had a lot of celebrities that have inspired you yes. like, to learn um, yeah, just throughout your life. Who are some mm -hmm. of those celebrities? So the first one is um, Tanache. She, she is the multi-talented like, singer, also very underrated as well. She can like dance, like rap and sing. Wow. And then... Um, it's just really crazy. So here she is. Very cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I haven't heard of her. But maybe. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah maybe I'll listen to her song. Um, it's, it's basically um, her, her songs is like goes towards to like indie, R&B, also like hip hop as well. But uh, I think um, there's some chill songs that you can like vibe into and um, yeah then the second celebrity who's also inspired me recently recently I have like lots of uh, celebrities I look up to as well um, it's Red Lake Han. Red Lake Han is a Korean choreographer in uh, Korea one of the uh, best uh, choreographers um, in Korea like on her like she can dance in heels which is amazing and crazy. And it's then, impressive. yeah, I, you know what? When you get into the, like the dance world, um, a lot of people dance in heels and then it requires lots of balancing, um, stamina, and then body control. So um, 
yeah, roll the clip. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've only ever seen, like, ballroom dancing in heels. I I don't think I've ever seen, like, hip-hop dancing in heels. Oh, there's tons of, like, uh, heels and dancing, even, like, um, hip-hop. Yeah, like, everyone... Well, not everyone, just like mo- uh, most dancers in the dance world, like dance in heels, which is I want to get that power. And then like, um, yeah. Um, the next one um, is my improvement video from last summer to now. Awesome. So, yeah. And um, yeah. Yeah, Natalie, I've seen you like from like middle school to now. Oh, my gosh. You're getting so much better. When you become Thank famous, you. when you become famous, you gotta remember me, okay? Thank you. I'm not famous. But I don't you, do. you gotta remember. Yeah. When you become famous, just remember the podcast, COVID and Chill. I think, um, but personally, I don't plan on to be famous. Actually, so um, sometimes famous can also like um take away um your attention your passion on dancing like i don't know if, if you understand what i meant also my dancing that i just did uh, where are you dancing to in that there's no music to it where are you dancing to i'm dancing to malamente by rosalie yeah really good song Nice, yeah. I can never dance. I'm terrible at dancing. I've tried mimicking my friends just for no reason, like for fun. I have some friends, I have a lot of friends who do dancing and I'm terrible at it. So that's pretty amazing. I'm very impressed with anyone who can mildly dance. It's <laughs> a yes. good job. <laughs> and you can more than mildly you. dance. So great. <laughs> yeah, so also the dance, um, the Malamente by Rosalia. Um, it took me around like more than five takes or like I think around 15 takes. And then, um, which is a long time. So like uh, the time, I think the estimated like time to record and dance is like around two hours-ish, I think, or like a one hour and 30 minutes. I don't know, I'm not sure, but yeah. Um, so I start, the first phase I started like when um I think I could explain how I inspired to do dance actually. Um sure. How I inspire dance, how I approached it. We all know that middle school we always have our darkest times. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then um but somehow um um, I think I vividly remember how I approached to like like K-pop, like through YouTube and everything. Um, like at first, I, I was captivated by their singing. Um, then for a while, I was captivated by their dancing. I think um, the dancing, like it also, like I don't know, it just really um, motivated me. It gave me like a like a light bulb and say. Oh, I want to be cool like them because they're so cool how they move and everything. And then um, sometimes I I always wonder like how does a human body can 
do this move. Like when you move around all so sorts of things, like you always wonder is like, how did I able to move like that? And then um, it's just really, it's just feel that feeling that when you um, like dance, it just gives you a really powerful like feeling, like a wondrous feeling, like de-stress, happy, happiness. It's, it's everything to me. And then um, it can also like be charismatic as well. Very charismatic. That's and awesome. Then, um, yeah, it's just, it just changed me for like three years. And then sometimes like Dan's been with me, like through my mistakes, my failures, my experiences, my moments. It's just like, like without it, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't be happy as much as I right now. So like be confident, just be the best you can be. And then it's always confidence. That's awesome, yeah. Yeah, I, I can never, yeah, I can never believe how people do dancing. It's, yeah, it's really awesome. That seems like a really fun thing to do. Yeah, it's a, it's a really fun thing. Sometimes people tend to forget that like, oh, dancing is just like, well, I'm not saying it's just TikTok or in general, like sometimes like people, when people think of dancing, it's just like TikTok. But I just like feel like um, when people, I just I want people to know when you, they go, when deaf and dancing, it's all about like movement, charismatic, like being confident. And then I think a lot of people like these days now, um, sometimes are like very insecure. Um, I'm not saying you should do dance like not to be like insecure, but like be like the best you can do, like uh, do something that makes you really happy and then you can try to express it to any uh, anybody. And then, um, yeah, so. Yeah, that's awesome. That's and then also, yeah. well, then also um, we heard that mm -hmm. Asian Culture Night 2019 was like your solo debut. Yes, I didn't bring that clip in. I couldn't find it actually. Uh, that's all right. Yeah, but you dance in front of uh, a full auditorium, right? Yes, and I, I kind of want to remake that dance, and I kind of want to burn that debut for now. <laughs> that was a terrible performance, actually. It was terrible. I don't, really? I don't know why you found it terrible, Natalie. I really liked it. I mean, you really. Uh, grown. I mean, I mean, like, have you really grown since then? Like, for me, like, I I'm saying like my like sixth grade acting was horrible. But, like, it wasn't mm -hmm. that bad. It's just that I've grown a lot from it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think it's the same with you, you know? Yeah, so I think um, I may consider it as terrible, but, but like, I think I've grown a lot, uh, grown, grown a lot from it. So, and then probably do another performance, hopefully, if the pandemic slows down. So. Yeah, that would be cool. Nice. Then, uh, yeah, you've also, uh, yeah, during that, were you, like, have you been, you were also talking a little bit before about um, being camera shy? Oh, yes, it, very camera shy, yes. Um, how I um, 
grown from being camera shy, actually. Um, so when I was like looking through like Instagram, like in media, I seen a lot of like um, like K-pop fans dancing to their favorite songs, and then they're like very comfortable with it. And then sometimes uh, like I say, oh, I want to try that, but like. Um, when my first time t like recording, I really hated it. Definitely, I just just hate like seeing. I used to like um, hate. Well, not not the word to use. Hate like I used to despise myself like being in front of the camera because how like how awkward I look, or like oh my moves are not cooperating with me. It's not like the a video I just did. Like I just get a lot of, like. Um, self-doubts and then um but as i practice it's always practice like practicing and, and then like um say oh just pretend the camera's like just your audience or anything like that um like pull like pull every move that you can do like you can restart all over and over again and then and sometimes it takes a long time and patience Patience is like the key of this whole journey. And then um, it's just, um, I don't, I'm feeling proud. And then sometimes camera can also like make you like confident as well. And then can boost up your self-esteem actually. And then, um, yeah, I like, Without like recording, like I wouldn't like grow. It can it also like uh, grow as me as a dancer actually recording. So, so I can like uh, learn like what I've done wrong. Is like what what move is awkward? What move is not like um, what I'm missing? So, yeah. All right, I think we are going to uh, start wrapping up the episode a little bit, but um. Mm. I don't know, do you have any last words? Oh, and I froze again. I always freeze in the worst positions ever. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, Schmitty or Alex or Natalie, do you have any last words? Don't. Don't. Wait, we forgot to ask how much sand is too much sand. Oh, shoot, I forgot. No, our, our, ah, I didn't even put in the outline. The most important question, we ask everyone this. Um, so, um, oh, okay. this is for you to interpret as you want. Oh, how okay. much sand is enough sand? Oh, yeah, uh, enough. How much sand is enough sand? Yes. That's a really un unexpected question, but I'll. <laughs> How much sand? Four pages say now. <laughs> okay, so there's the. All right, so there's the Sahara Desert. I'm going to go really like geographic a little bit. <laughs> um, so. I don't know. There, um, I think. How much sand? How much well, I think there's much of sand all around the world. I think, like, even sidewalks as well. And then, um, I mean, I mean, there, 
all around the world. That's 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 my answer. I just um, there's a lot of sand. Like um, I don't know how to interpret that since it's an unexpected question. The so, quantity of sand around the world is enough sand. Yeah, the quantity of the world, the center world, so enough sand. So like, um, I mean, there's sand everywhere, sidewalks, whatever, like houses as well. So unless you bring a bucket of sand from the beach, that's enough as well. Okay. So all the sand existing right now is enough sand? Yes, all the sand existing right now is, is enough sand. All right. We've gotten some fun. Yeah, we've gotten some very, that's a good answer. We got some other interesting answers. Like uh, Alex said, yeah. um, a, Winston, a Winston Churchill is enough sand. So, <laughs> take that very well. Oh. All right. Um, Alex, do you have any final remarks to give? Well, don't underestimate yourself. Make sure to eat your fruits and vegetables. Instead of saying, I'll do this tomorrow, do it today. Make a change in the world, and Black Lives Matter. Thank you very much. That's All right, great. Thank you. Thank All right, you so, so the way we always close out the episode is we have to um, fist bump the camera. Oh, okay. All right, so like on the count of like three, yeah, just like punch the camera. Like, however hard as you feel comfortable punching your phone or computer. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or you can just stop it. Yeah. All right, three. Two, one. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Okay. Right, Thank bye. you for watching. See you later. Thank you. Oh, that's how it ended. Okay, great. You did it.